0: There we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What is today? The January the 16th, 2018. Welcome to the weekly Rebel Roundtable, where we get rowdy and tell, pe- tell each other how it is and, and hopefully make the world of restoration a little bit of an easier place to navigate. Before we get started, we always read the four agreements or the four rebel rules, depending on what... Well, how. How feisty we want to be today. So here we go. The restoration rebels push the agenda of the restoration 2.0 movement. Our purpose is to empower and educate the insurance consumer in order to create a more fair claims process. Rule number one, I will protect the value of my services. I will never provide free services as these only serve to erode the value of contractor services industry-wide. Rule number two, I will practice incredible transparency in my communications. I will explain our processes in detail to my client. I will never hide details or manipulate reports. I will never communicate with a third party without also communicating with my client. Rule number three, I do not believe in competition. The rest, Excuse me, restoration companies in my market are a part of my community. I will be an active member of the restoration community. It is our unbreakable unity that will create the change that we strive for. Rule number four, I am willing to walk away from any project, client, or contract is not compatible with my values and stated mission. No relationship is worth taking part in if it requires losing money, sleep, or my humanity. There we go. All right. Before we get really into the the thick of things, I want to talk about. Uh, I had a I had um had one of our members on the phone today, or uh, no, two days ago from from Liverpool, England, and. We had a great conversation. It was interesting to hear that side of of restoration and and their unique take on on our industry. But at the end of the day, he asked me, hey, do I have any advice? And I I just came up blank as far as I had no restoration advice to give the man, but I had lots of business advice to give him. And that's when it hit me. We have a tendency, who needs to be muted? Somebody, somebody and get some feedback. I'm going to just start muting people here. Uh, we, we overthink what it means to be a restoration contractor and we, we emphasize the restoration and we de-emphasize the contractor, right? Every single one of us is running a business. We run a business first. It happens to be specialized in restoration. There are some technical, tactical things that have to do with restoration that we deal with in a uh, you know, just as being contractors in this particular niche but the overarching theme of running a business is the same we need to have good contracts we need to do our own marketing we need to f- come up with our own way to get business we need to decide we need to decide for ourselves who our client is what is our client avatar that only only when we decide who our client is can we decide to go after that client the minute we take somebody else's word for where our business should come from, somebody else's word for what we should charge, somebody else's word for how we should run our business day in, day out. Every time we do that, we're living somebody else's version of our business or living somebody else's version of our lives. And their version is not made for me. Their version is not made for you. So let's stop doing that as as a whole, let's just stop living other people's versions of our lives and get on with our lives in our way. We are rebels. We're going to talk about changing our name today. We're going to talk about that. and Clark's going to, going to have some things to say about that, and I have some things to say about that. But at the end of the day, we're rebels. We're here because we believe that we are in the best position to control our lives, and we're going to we're going to do that come hell or high water. So... Uh, Another thing I want to talk about tonight as we get into it, the restoration 2.0, what the next version of our industry is going to look a lot like the next version of every other industry, meaning it's going to be focused on one thing. And I'm going to tell you that one thing is time. What does Uber sell? Uber does not sell rides. Uber does not sell taxis. Uber sells time. They sell your time back to you because when you, before you, when you were driving, you were driving you were concentrating on the road now what can you do you can read a book you can make a phone call you can get on your laptop and do and do stuff the the trade off of whatever i pay that uber driver versus the time i get in return is it, that's where the value is so we need to look at what are we doing in our processes for our clients to save them time is that reducing the friction of, of filing a claim? Is that reducing the time it takes to respond to emergency or reducing the time it takes to put their house back together? What are we doing to save them time? Because I guarantee the lemonades of the world are saving a lot of time when they're, sa- when they're settling claims in seconds instead of weeks, when they have zero, zero adjusters on staff. So you're not waiting for an adjuster to show up because your claim is already settled. They're selling time. So that's what I want to talk about tonight. We've got to change our name. Not really. We've got, to, we've got to come up with a different name, maybe a co-branding name. We need to think about how we're marketing our businesses and how we're going to go get that business and how we're going to show value to our potential clients in the next version of the restoration industry. Great. we got 20 people in the room ready to rock. So Clark, you want to talk about, where'd Clark go? I lost him. Clark you want to talk about why are we talking about changing our name
1: Yeah I can do that I'm uh we have some crazy mem- oh, hold on I'm muted No I'm not,
0: I'm not. no I got it.
1: We have some crazy members don't we I'm laughing at Robert Kiefer he took like a still photo of my video today and he's got me with like my mouth wide open and he just, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not above ridicule I promise you Um, yeah, so I I guess I'll repeat what I said in the video a little bit, and then we can expand upon it. Um, so I was talking to someone, and I don't mean to say that they were high up on the level, but somebody from our industry that is held in higher esteem that might be not uppity, but someone that's been around a very long time, and who, um, you don't really Makes a big impact in our industry. He told me, he said, "Listen, I'm not a long time." He said, "Clark, I love what you guys are doing. I think you're saying a lot of the things that need to be said, and I, I think y'all have actually, in the short period of time, what y'all have done, blah blah blah, all the same things we already know." He said, "Listen, y'all have got some momentum. You're doing something different. You're not, you know, blah blah blah." He goes, "But I personally, and he goes, and I speak for a lot of people." that I communicate with. I can't attach myself to the word rebel on a public, like at events and with co-sponsoring things and collaborations. He said, I, I get it. And I know why you're called that. And it's a little bit of fun. It's a little bit of levity in there, but he said, it just sends the wrong signal. And we all know that some people can't join us because they're in the TPA universe and it would devastate their business. But that's not what this is about. This is about people who don't live in that that know that while we sit here and say that insurance and carriers, we don't work, we don't have to work with them, but they are part of our universe. We cannot isolate them or it will lose. And I think much of the theme of this group has been, we're not going to beat them, but we're going to start learn. We're certainly going to learn how to work within that system and make a good living, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't disagree, but I don't, agree either so I, I i openly posted that up um i like that we're rebels and we've we've taken that name and run with it and i don't necessarily want a bunch of big wigs and a bunch of committee and a bunch of people in this group that don't Mm-mm. you know I, I, it's not that but i do want us to continue because we will plateau i mean we'll get to a point where somebody says i don't okay you got me i got 20 i got 10 and 10 now you know, what next? So, right. I I, I think this group has more space to go. I think we have some more things we can achieve and um, winning with honey instead of vinegar seems to be it. So I posted it up. What would we be called? We still, we started out as restoration 2.0. That was your first. Yep. This idea. That was the brainchild. And I think the rebel came from. Oh, did I lose you? I think the rebel came from. Uh, the alliance, the the moniker that you've got there over your shoulder,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I
1: think that's how we came about. It's a it's a it's a it's a certain science fiction movie made by a certain <laughs> company. Don't want I don't want to say it.
3: Uh,
1: <laughs> <Horse> so Lucas, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Lucas, yeah. So that's what I introduced, and I wanted to get, but it's it's it needs to be a lot of people's input and see what everybody. I, I think we saw a lot of answers after it. I think we saw what a lot of. People
0: a little bit of, and I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards network before association. I'm leaning towards alliance before before league or or anything. We got to look at what's what exists out there. We have associations out there. We have these big. We have we we have standards standards bodies. We don't want to be another standard body. Uh, we don't want it to be another association. It's going to have a monthly meeting is going to dwindle into nothing as well. So let's uh, let's open it up, and then uh, after, when we're done opening up, I want to I want to get first timers a chance to, to say yes. But let's let's open it up. We're just going to this is open floor. What is what is your opinion? And I'd
4: like to know what the uh, I'd like to know what the overall goal is. Like so, let's say this: the reason why different people have different opinions on the title is because some people are more comfortable with some things than others right and so my question would be this i didn't start the group and i can agree and this is the truth i agree with 85 or 90% like there's a couple of the things that i don't agree with kind of that, that i don't live by in the four rules right mm-hmm. but does that mean that i should dismiss everything else about the movement because that would just be that'd be short sighted um, and i just i think it's important because if you're asking about what you changed the name to why you're changing it matters before you decide on what you're going to do next. So, and I, and I say that because I mean, I just started another group and I just I didn't know what to call it, so I called it Restoration Diversity because I'm more big sided. And, and here's the best way I would describe this it's more about businesses and owners rather than it is about operations and containment. Yeah, mm. uh, just everything's got, you know what I'm saying? Because that's who I can help better, right? Yep. And, and so, for that reason, my question, Andy, Clark, whoever else, like, what is it that you want to do? And I can just tell you my perspective as to what the the polarizing portion of it, here here's the risk. Some of the voices get louder than others, and then the group could be dismissed by some of the right-wing activists, right? And that's what you don't want to happen. And I think that's okay. the biggest part. Well,
0: two, two answers for you, and I'll start with the second one. First off, whoever's going di- to dismiss us out of hand for for somebody saying something they don't agree with, fuck them. You know, it, that's going to happen, and and I I give I give this many cares about about what the world at large believes about my movement because it's mine, it's ours. So, uh, secondly, to answer your, uh, let me get one more person in here. What are we about? What at the end of the day, we're about relevance and survival because when there are no adjusters and there are no estimators and, and there's an app for you live inside an ecosystem of your app and your house and your insurance company are tied in. My biggest concern is I want the restoration contractor to still be able to play a role in that environment. And, the only way I see that happening is if we define our own market and go create a new market that has, that has nothing that does not look like the market we exist in now because we are quickly becoming irrelevant and, and we just don't realize it yet. We want to think we're really super important. but at the end of the day, the market makes all the decisions. And the market says we're going, to, hey I can save 15 minutes. I can save a week of my life by going this other direction. Well shit, yes, I'm going to do that because they made the decision easy for me. Um, so it's about it's about relevance and and survival and and thriving. Uh, and the secondary goal of mine is to change how claims are handled and make them a life affirming process, a process where everyone walks away going, man, that was that wasn't bad. That was actually kind of pleasant because the people I dealt with were cool and I didn't lose my shirt, and I didn't lose any sleep, and everything's put back to normal. The way, really, I think it was intended to be from the beginning, but it just it just got skewed because there's too many players with, with the wrong intentions. Um, that was a long answer to your question, though.
4: No, not really. That's the only reason I was question about kind of the uh, the four that comes after that yep. because you've got the name and then the four, which is a, a further – and, and and so, one of the things that I was just kind of about here's what I've learned, because there's nobody on this planet and there's nobody in this group I can argue with the best adjuster and I'll win, I'll, I always do. But I have learned that there's two things that happen when I win, and this is like when I argue with my wife, I win but you still what you lose. And and, and <laughs> yep. because at the end of the day, even if I do get more money, even if it is thirty more percent, it's three four hundred bucks, right? That that. My my winning at times comes at the expense of either a the relationship of my referral source or b and um, it, it doesn't have to but often it does right the expense of the uh, utility of my customer because mm-hmm. they're sitting there waiting in limbo while, you know what I'm saying and it's very relative right then that's so not a win so I settle at ten or fifteen and and that's what I'm saying so I want to I just what I've learned is I was looking at the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I was focused on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, as I've, my company's grown and I'm not the one doing it anymore, it's easier for me to say, just fix it. But when I'm in there, I get butt hurt, And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you go get your money because it's my money. <laughs> I was the one sweating for it. But but truth be told, when you look at it from the top down, that's, that's all I'm saying. It is, yeah. if, it's, if it's customer-centric, you're more likely, because normally if you get a referral, you're getting a referral because they care about the customer. Yes, I just think everything needs to go around the customer.
0: You're exactly right. And I think last week I showed you a diagram of, of the way the world of medical claims, health insurance, and the, and the way it could be. And, and the way it could be, and it probably will be, is it is that customer is right dead in the middle. Everything is around it in a spoken wheel instead of this linear, this linear transition we have right now where there's gatekeepers and there's a contract and there's an insurance policy. It's very straight up and down. Yeah, customer-centric, ultra-customer ultra, ultra, ultra customer focus, that's the future. And
4: so what if we just do this? Why don't we just shift enough. the dynamic? I mean, if you can teach your first responders a borderline claim from a non-borderline claim, just don't even mention insurance. If we do a better job at sales, you don't even go the insurance route because you talk them into paying out-of-pocket. Exactly okay. right. Right, and, and an that's insurance, how you change. That's how claim you do is it. Bonus. Yes. Yeah. You, you or, gotta, or a penalty. Or a penalty. Right. 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 Because then you get drugged through. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to go th- throw you the freaking to thing at exactly. it. You do it right there on the exact on on your mobile phone. Exactly right. Take the well, payment before you start.
0: So there's. We need to operate. We need to start operating as if insurance companies don't exist. And, and build, uh, rebuild redesign our framework, redesign the the architecture of our groups, or or, or, I'm sorry, our businesses, accordingly. Uh, Sherry says, what about Restoration Nation? I'm for it. That's come up more than once. Um, I just didn't know if it was too cheesy. I mean, we're trying to get away from cheesy. I don't know. Uh, Trey, you had something to say, yeah? Mr. Raines?
5: No, did did I chime in like I did?
0: Yeah. Look, you unmuted yourself. I was like, ah, Trey's going to get in on this action.
5: Well, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm casually observing right now. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I got something to bite though.
0: All right, brother. All right. I'll get, I'll I'll swing back. (laughs) All right. Kiefer, you got something to add to that?
2: Oh, I was just coughing, but yes, I do. (laughs) Hold on. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Sheesh. I'm a mess. But, uh, so the only problem with for me for Restoration Rebels is one of the best IPAs in the
0: world right there. Sorry to interrupt, but vicious That's all right. no. mm. Sun River Brewing.
2: Once once we get to where we're trying to get, you know, mm-hmm. with the end goals of everything, then what are we rebelling against? So That's topic. exactly right. The the,
0: the perfect solution the, the perfect scenario is we don't need to exist anymore. We get to go away because it's a better world and it's a better way of being. And then we can be a network of people. So maybe that's why we need to start focusing away from the rebel and more on the network. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Anybody else get, get that? Yeah. I, I think this, this is more powerful than, than being a rebel and, and, and thumbing our noses at at folks. Uh, there's more, more value to be gleaned from just sitting together as, as groups of, of like-minded contractors.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not not even restores, just business owners. The information that's coming through is just priceless.
5: Exactly. I got a little something. I got a little something for that, Andy. Um, yeah, go ahead. I guess I'm just real, I'm real proud of what I've learned here and real proud of the movement and what I've seen come out of this. So I guess most importantly, I want to be able to project that to my customers and to the people that I work for, whether it's business to business or business to customer, without having to feel any kind of a stigma. And that word rebel gives that stigma sometimes. For sure. And, And I'd rather circumvent that. It's not that I feel the stigma, and I don't want to feel ashamed of it because it's not—it's not a matter of shame. It's just a matter of proper business practice in a way that I can still project my my pride in what we're doing here and how we're moving our industry forward, mm-hmm. and still have a still be able. I want that on my business card. I want it on the side of my truck, but I don't want anybody going, "That's that rebel guy."
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, in spite of how I mean, rebel's a mentality that's in For your sure. brain. That's yep. in how you operate from day to day. And we, we still carry that forward. I think all of us will, in, in spite of the name. Um, but we, we, we can still be strategic in how we apply these things. So that's my two cents. I agree 100%. percent
0: i got a couple couple suggestions. Restoration Foundation. Uh, let's see here. Restoration United. That kind of has a ring to it. Uh, Restoration Nation Network. Okay. little alliteration going on there. Uh, yeah, these are... Yeah, I'm going to make a move on this, Uh, this month, maybe beginning of next month, because I do believe that there are folks that are being, they hear the word rebel and they're automatically just tune out, despite what they may or may not be able to glean or gain or learn. They don't. Or or give us. Or give or or provide us. Or 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 contribute. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to make a, make a move on that. And I think it was just best for us to, to bring it to bring it to the group without killing it by committee. Um, let's take the top five names that we like and everyone vote on Facebook. Yeah, I'll do that in a couple weeks. How about that? I'll do that in two weeks and we'll go David Olson. You got something to say?
6: Yeah, I'd like to add, I think this is a great conversation because um, that word rebel kept me away for quite a while, and that's mm. why I walked on the perimeter. And like you know, guys know, I'm a 35-year of the industry, primarily on the franchise side, and I've watched a lot of guys come and go, and I, I really don't want to see this group of guys go, because I, and as men and women, because I think you're a good thing. Um, the word rebel kept me away. Sure. Um So maybe there's some type of a word that uh, uh, signifies unity, strength through unity, with a um, not like a like a strict bond, but a um, you know a bond of uh, Brett. I'm sorry, (laughs) Dave. Okay, Darth Vader Vader over there. I'm kind of calling Darth now. Exactly.
0: You get get what I mean, right? Yes, Um, absolutely. And the uh, the Facebook page will always be Restoration Rebel. The, I think that's just the way it's going to be. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, the, the public facing the website, all the social media, the digital advertising, you know, all that, is the, the summit will be put on by this. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be much more official and, and less aggressive. Just just for just for sake of, of getting along. And at the end of the day, I firmly believe I, I said this earlier, adjusters are going away. Adjusters are going the way of the dodo bird. Just like estimators are going away of the dodo bird, unless we can adapt. And I think if we can show the adaptation and maybe we can show the adjusters how they fit in that new world, maybe we'll make some friends going forward. And and the rebel does not allow for that. I, I agree hundred percent.
1: Hey, I have a question for David. Um, I'm, who was talking just a minute ago, 35 years in the business? David Olson. Hey, David. Yeah. Uh, question for you. and, and it's really just, I picked up on something you said. You've been here. I turned my video off because I'm driving and it's dark. But you said people have come and gone and in this industry. And what do you think has caused people to come and go? Are you talking about? Because what they were talking about, they were run off or did they run out of steam? Because I do think that there probably is going to be a, a silent majority of people on the carrier side or the other side of what we're rebelling against that do want us gone. But I don't think that's a good reason for us to change our name. I think we need to change it for who we want to be with, not against about who we want to be against.
0: Yes. Well,
6: yeah, it's they, they're, they're a very, very strong group of people with a lot of power in I've seen organizations try to join and uh, join for all the right intentions, but then all of a sudden get noticed, and then there's a big push against uh, that group of people. And I think, I just, all I'm saying is, I think that that rebel name brings a spotlight to the situation. And again, I, I believe in what you guys are trying to do, being yeah. on both sides of the fence. Wait, so you just, did I'm you did
0: hear you correctly? You said, it's actually happened already? Uh, not in not in
6: this group I have okay. seen it before okay. in the industry no not in this group okay
0: well
1: and here's my here there's two different subjects there so if there's somebody trying to run us away then I want to stay what we are i I, 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 I don't think there's if somebody wants us gone then we need to go double down I, I don't I, 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 I that's kind of where I'm at I I, I do think we're rebel. and I, I think we have to be I think you know how yes. I many how many how many years ago does anybody here think that electric car could have been on the road 30 yes, 20, 50. 20 20 50 years ago but you know who didn't want it the lobbyists for oil and gas and I know we're getting a little bit on that side but the old school gonna be, yes the old school they did not want it to happen and and that's where we are and then, and they killed it we, yep if we do not if we do not elon musk the fuck up cut,
0: mm-hmm. and, 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 and,
1: and do something different <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say that?
5: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if we don't if we if we do and you know what? Maybe we get squashed like the cockroach that we are according to Kevin O'Leary. But I would rather and I swear, I would rather go down trying than sit back not trying. I'm out.
0: Amen. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying
6: anybody's tried to hurt this organization in any way, shape, or form. I've just seen it over my tenure in the industry. I
4: I would say the things that cause people to go away is the market doesn't want you to exist, right? Like mm-hmm. you you have to adapt with the market and if you don't change with the market, so you you, you you learn I mean you have to you have to adapt. Like business got a business every at five years, they're gone. What's happened every five years? Things change. And if you don't adapt, you're gone. And, and, and even beyond who's
1: that. Our, who's our market? Who's our customer? They don't know.
4: Well, that's our what I'm saying. But I'm saying the market, the market conditions, like wherever you are, you can be in Spokane, Washington, or you can be in uh, you know, Birmingham, Alabama. Every market changes in some degree, right? Um, whether it's a carrier that gets bought out or you do a bunch of TPA work and, and, and they drop that and they pick up alacrity and now you got nothing. My bigger point is that that's market conditions change and that's what causes companies to go away. And then two companies try to grow or they don't try to grow. And, 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 and most companies that that operate great at $1.5 million, well, I got news for you. That doesn't mean you can do $2.5 million, <laughs> right? If you, <laughs> if you got one good guy and he can run three good trucks, you're at 1.5. You yeah. try to go run five trucks with him and you wonder why you can't get there because you don't have any systems or processes. You got one good guy. He yep. can't handle anymore. And, and I think business owners, they want more. They want more and they try to do more. They burn people out. Now that guy's gone. And yep. and, and, they, and that's what happens. Your company goes away. And so, Shane,
0: I'm looking forward to looking at your uh, the system you've got set up. Um, yes, sir. I'm going to build three
4: are. tiers for Andy, I think. Yep. And I want y'all's yep. input. That's the reason why I want you guys over there because yep. I think there's going to be one level – and everybody knows the restoration contractor. You've got, like, the guy, the owner-operator <laughs> that goes up to half a million, and you've got another guy that goes to a million a minute, and then you've got basically anything over two million – you're kind of really starting to need some systems, right? And so I think I'm I need help and input saying, "Hey, this is too complicated for this guy." So I want to release three versions, right? A, B, and C. And then if you ever want the higher level, like the one that we run, all you got to do is launch that template and right. It's the exact same thing, but it'll ask your people different questions. But so, I'd
0: like to see, I'd like to see the shake and bake rebel set up, like. Okay, I want to start a restoration company. Okay, do you want a regular restoration company? Or do you want a Rebel restoration company? Because guess what? Years,
4: you can do that. We got,
0: we got that. here's the system, here's the, here's the truck package, we got the, we got the financing lined up for you, and here's all your documentation, all your system. It, it's it's going to be the Rebel franchise without having to be a franchise. I'm going to talk to you about the market and economics, all right? What do you get? What are the market economics of being a franchise operator? Okay, right out of the gate, you're giving up, what, 10%? Because I know service messages went from 8 to 10, right? So you're giving up 10% right off, the, right out of the gate. You can't charge service charges. You can't charge this. You can't charge that. You can't charge 10 and 10. Okay, so the 10 plus 20, you're, you're giving up 30 points right out of the gate. So you're competing against guys like us who get those 30 points. Who's going to win long-term in a market like that? Market conditions, dic- economics dictate that we're going to have more money to spend on advertising. We're going to have more money to spend on our employees. We're going to have more money to spend on, on our trucks and our equipment and our training because we got 30 point head start. It's only a
4: matter of time. Now, if we, three years ago, I didn't have you guys. Yeah, I, I joined a group three years ago. I'm, I didn't, I was general contractor and, and now, I wouldn't have to join the group. I just I talked to guys all across the country. Like the the internet and the resources you get is ridiculous. It's just yep. ridiculous, and you just got to use it. But that I think thats the biggest thing. Like those guys, those poor dinosaurs before us, man—they freaking had to just wing it, right? You don't
0: have to yep. do it anymore. Every time, every time. All right, Trey, you got your you got your hand raised and everything. That's very yeah. rebel of you, but thank you. I'm cutting off my mic.
5: All right. I, I'm a little formal. No, I just want to say uh, just in response to the gentleman's comments. Um, no, I agree with everything you're saying. The only thing I would say in retort is that um, you should start your systems when you are a ten thousand, twenty thousand, hundred thousand dollar rebel. You start your systems then, and you get used to your systems, and you and you ingrain them in your process. So I think that you know, I mean, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying, but I don't want to I don't, don't want to miscarry that. You know, the, the guys with the one truck. This is when you join in and you start making these systems and you start developing these business processes and you start learning, you know, what a profit and loss sheet is and how to, how to actually value your time and how to really estimate what you're spending on jobs and cost analysis and all these types of things. So, you know, I guess it's I just want to compound on that and say that that's, that's kind of the benefit of this group is these young guys starting off these independents who don't have all these resources that are coming from a corporate structure. Um, they can really dive in and start learning about how to really value what's going on in their business We've got, we've
0: got, we've got so much. We got, we got a backstop for folks for what didn't exist before we existed. We got a, we got, we got this place where we can we can tell. I reached out to Mark Watley today and I asked him what turned out to be a really dumb question. I am not going to repeat it here, but it was a dumb question. I didn't think it was when I asked it, but he said, he said, he just, I could hear him shaking his head over the phone at the, at the question I I asked him, but at the bottom line is the punchline is he saved me from making a really, really dumb mistake because I had my blinders on, I was going down a road and I reached out to a fellow rebel and asked a question and he, I mean, it, he, he said, <laughs> he said, I don't want to see you in cuffs. Don't do that. I'm like, Whoa, Really? And, and we had a conversation, but if I didn't have that resource, I might have made that dumb mistake, right? And two months from now, you might you might see me in handcuffs because I was dumb, right? So this, the, the, it's hard to understand. It's hard to overstate the value that that this group has, and and I don't want to lose that no matter what we do with naming or whatever. I never ever ever want to lose that. Hey Andy, this is Dave.
6: Um, I helped write stages of development, systems, and and, uh, achievements and goals for two different franchise networks. So, if anybody ever wants to talk to me about jumping the two hundred and fifty, the four hundred, the five hundred thousand dollar volume levels, I've been there, I've done that. So, my phone is open for anybody that wants to talk about. You know, I've always said, "How do you get more rock?" Hits to the moon, you launch more uh, launch pads, and those launch pads are our trucks. Mm-hmm. So my my phone numbers
0: my phone number is open to any one of you. All right, y'all, you heard it here. I'm not I'm not going to let me deny it later on. Reach out. Don't be afraid. Uh, who do who do we got here? First time, Mr. Stokes, you been here? Yeah. No, your first time. I thought is that Nebraska. Talk to me. Where you where are you at? What are you doing? Of course, it is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it doesn't stand for knowledge. No, um, <laughs> uh, Kenny Stokes. I'm the owner of uh, Stokes Public Adjusters here in Kansas City.
0: And um, welcome. We got, the, hey, you're the first PA to come uh, join us on our weekly roundtable. So uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good. Um, I, I want to
3: be just a resource, man. I mean, I know in this group, a lot of guys have policy questions and things like that. So. Uh, if you have those questions, that don't mean blow up my damn Facebook page or my phone, but um, I can definitely provide uh, information in reference to that because I know I, I've, I've been in the group for a little bit and I've seen a lot of questions have been asked, and there are a lot of policy questions. So, but yeah, that's that's how I want to
0: contribute to the group, man. Amen. What what part of the country are you in? I'm in Kansas City. Okay, Kansas City. So, What's your okay. range? Where where will you go to 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 handle actual? Well,
3: Right. Well, right now I'm only just licensed in three states. So Kansas, okay. and Nebraska, and, uh, and Missouri.
0: Okay. So what's your, what's your bread and
3: butter? Meaning. expertise. Well, yeah. What, what, what do you do the most of
0: have the pays the bills?
3: Well, I, I have a lot of commercial losses. Fire, okay. fire okay. would be number one.
0: Perfect. Yep. Good. What percentage of your losses are, are going total loss versus repair?
3: I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it all depends. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. um, it depends. Okay. It all depends.
0: All right. Y'all. Well, well, Kenny has, has, he's come out from the shadows. He is a public adjuster. We're not going <laughs> to throw tomatoes. I'm a public adjuster, by the way, you also hold the tomatoes. And, uh, so he's just offered his services and, and his advice, so don't take advantage of that, but definitely uh, leverage that if you really, really need to. I appreciate it, Kenny.
3: Yeah, I noticed that uh, you say PA, but honestly, I think a lot of guys in this rebel group, I think I think probably uh, a high percentage of you guys are really public
0: adjusters. Uh, <laughs> oh, easy. No up on here. There you are. There you are. Good <laughs> <Your PAs. laughs> Yeah, we well, we play one on TV. That's right. All right, thanks, Kenny. Yep. Who else? First timer. Looking around the room. Darth Vader's got his hood off. Glad to see that. Bob's back from vacation because he's wearing flannel again. Welcome back. How was How was vacation, Bob? Let me Let me hear Let me hear the best part of your vacation.
1: Well, we stayed in a treehouse.
0: Well, My that's something. True.
1: Yeah, that was something. Um, it was in, up in the
7: rainforest and uh, on the big island, and um, there was
1: this road that went back. There was just no houses, nothing there, a little dirt road. Way back in there, the guy who owned his name was Sky, which is a little different, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it had running water, it had a kitchen, it had a sink. Um, everything was off the grid, running off of uh, batteries and solar panels. Nice. Yeah, and an on-demand hot water tank to give us showers with, so it was cool. Wow.
0: Well, I could tell you were having a good time. You were, yes. Much needed, much needed. I could, I could see that. Let's get down. Uh, let's get back to marketing. The big one of the biggest tenants, one of the biggest, uh, the three pillars or the three, one of the legs of the stool, as it were, for the restoration 2.0 movement and how we're going to survive and thrive into the next version of our own industry that we're going to help create right here, by the way, is marketing business development. We've got to go get our own work and we've got to be smart about it. We can't spend a billion dollars on PPC because that's the the hottest thing or, or spend $500,000 on a new website and SEO because that's the new thing. We've got to be smart. We've got to be intentional and, and going back to to what uh, what Jerry and Edel and I were talking about before we started hitting before all y'all were in the room was you got to start with your why you got to figure out why you do what you do because if you don't know why you do what you do and if you don't know Simon Sinek go look on YouTube right now S I N E K stop just leave this if you've never watched Simon Sinek just leave all right we'll be here next week you leave right now go to YouTube and go to S I N E K Simon Sinek watch any of his videos, any of them. I don't care which one, just profound, profound stuff. So you got to start with why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you getting out of bed in the morning? And that will inform every decision you make from there on out. But today I want to talk about time. We're selling time back to our clients. Time is the only asset we can't get more of. Time is that thing that we get to the end of our lives and wish we had more of. Time is that thing we wish we spent smarter on experiences instead of going to work for that extra hour, right? No one got to the end of their life and said, man, I wish I would have worked one more day. They say, man, I wish I would have done X, Y, and Z. I wish I had this experience. I wish I would have visited this country. I wish I'd have said this thing to the person that I love. So what are we doing? What are we doing for time? How are we helping our clients get more time? How do you propose? We, we, leverage time to our advantage and the advantage of our clients and make it a value proposition. I'm going to open it wide up. I've got some ideas, but I want to open up first. Come on now. Don't be shy.
6: Back in um back in uh, Pierce County, Washington when I had my business, we um we had an association of independent um, restoration guys, along with the the franchise guys and we we always tried to have one common message going into our marketplace, and I think that 's something you know that you guys could look at as a group i mean you don 't understand the strength of fourteen hundred I, I see you got what fourteen hundred people that pay attention to you That'd you no,
5: Parker. I like that shirt parker
6: you have no idea how long or how big that um that network could be. If you guys could form a common message monthly or, or quarterly or you know whatever it is, you got tremendous strength in this
0: organization. So I would say your time is your message. Talking points. Talking points. And reiterating the talking points. Consistent talking points. Yes? Is that is that where we're yes for sure. One common message, one common goal and one common reason. Absolutely. And that's not ten and ten. It's it's not assignment of benefits. All right, those are those are tactical moves. Those are short term strategies. Those are not overarching goals. Uh, the overarching goal is sustaining and thriving and surviving and 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 defining the defi- making our own definition of what it means to be a restoration contractor. All right, who else has some ideas? Shane, I'm sure you've got some you've got some time stuff baked into the systems you're developing. Let's talk about just not the system, not the software, not, not that, but let's talk about the ways in which you're saving restoration contractors time and maybe their clients time at the same time.
4: So I'll say this, I don't do any of this to promote a system or software. Number one, I haven't named it. But number two, the only reason why I do it is because I, I want that result. I want the result. Right, and so what result do I want? I want a better experience for my client, right? And, and so believe me, if I could get some of these people, like some of y'all's organizations down here, I'd quit writing it right now because I'd I'd have like a great company. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently, I'm really bad at hiring people, and so <laughs> uh, I'm a horrible judge of character. But 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 seriously,
0: no man, you just got a big heart, man. That's that's nothing yeah. to
4: be ashamed of. So I'm big on marketing. I'm big on differentiation. Um, you tell me what your weakness is and I can tell you how to flip it around and make it a strong thing. Right. I mean, embrace who you are, be different. None of y'all probably read the purple cow. I keep saying that over and over again. Like you've just got to be different. And, and, and I guess, so how do I save them time? By closing the claim faster. And you know, I, I, we're making bold, bold brand promises right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Why? And, and so I had to put the system together because I was like, dude, we'll never do that. Mm. Like I got to screw everything up, but mm. be bold, be right out of the gate. Bold number one and keep being bold. Everything you, you will force your people to be big and bold or they'll screw up every five minutes. Right. And so that's what I want to do because I just want them. I want that customer to be in the best hands possible. Like they, if they called anybody, I'm taking the best care of them. And I don't know if say, I mean, saving them time. But yeah. Peace of mind. I'm giving them utility, right. Making the best out of a bad situation. And, and I want it to be repeatable, be repeatable. If I can't do it repeatable the same way all the time, I don't even want to do it. I don't because all of a sudden somebody at my company is going to bring me a new offering. We're going to try it and I'll screw up and we're going to piss off a good referral source because we were just trying to do something we can't even do all the time. Mm. You can't do it over and over on a regular basis, not just with that one technician, but all of them. If they can't all execute it, then you freaking you're putting a noose on your neck if you sign up for
0: that. If you can't do it well, and if you can't hope to do it best in class, don't do it. Don't even try. Find someone that can do it. Maybe make a partner to do it that can do it best in class. But don't don't provide, don't come out of the gate with a half-assed, half-baked solution. Yeah, you come with real solutions.
4: The good news, we all suck, right? And so even oh, your hell. competition sucks too, right? And so <laughs> they're not going to beat you either because they're not any more committed to it. But So we can get there. Yes, Which, sir, but that's can. the biggest thing, being honest with yourself, I think, and, 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 and just being willing to do it. And so I'm having to reinstitute and relearn culture because, uh, you know, I, I have an issue with accountability. I'm like the visionary. I got 21 ideas this week. And so, you know, mm. I have to combat that. So uh, I've got my own problems.
0: Well, I, I'll give you a little bit of an example of, of another way to, to save time is to, to take into account opportunity cost. I, uh, as, as most of you know, if you didn't pick up on it, I was, I was in Memphis helping out Logan little and I was hoping he would jump on the call tonight, but he's still freaking busy. Uh, all, all week last week, I think I saw 26 different properties last week and I scoped them and I'm estimating them currently because he didn't have the time. Actually he did have the time, but he would have had to trade that time of managing his employees, signing up new projects, doing quality control, uh, doing all these other things that means to be a, a, a general manager and project manager and estimator. He would have had to give up those things in order to go scope and estimate. So he made a value judgment of what's, how do I get this stuff done? Well, I was able to, I, I made him a value proposition. I will come into town for X I will do all this for you, take it all off your plate, and then you can go use your time better to do these other things. It's just a trade-off. It's a it's value, value trade-off, everything we do. So, so how, can we, how can we translate that into, into our clients on a daily basis? What, another, another analogy I like to draw is when I do a, used to do a lot of hiking, I haven't done a lot of hiking lately. I don't know if you can tell. But uh, I've got five backpacks that I haven't used in a number of years. But when I did backpack, I'd go out for four or five, six days at a time. I didn't carry anything that didn't have more than one use. I didn't carry any tool that didn't have two or three different potential uses to me. I didn't carry a knife. I, called, I carried a multi-tool, right? I, I didn't carry a, a just a sleeping pad and a a chair, right? My, my chair turned into a sleeping pad. It was multi-use. So how are we able to be multi-use or, or enable our, our clients to do more than one thing at a time or, or, or have less opportunity costs for the things they choose to spend their time on?
1: I have something, Mandy.
0: Go ahead, Clark. <clears throat>
1: I'm the least marketing savvy person in this room, I'm quite sure. But think about how everybody here if you if you market to agents or adjusters or uh, property managers or Realtors you're asking them for a referral to their prized golden egg which is their client and what you do is if you do a great job and make that customer happy and re, where they don't have to call that agent and complain and then ask for another referral another referral you're allowing that per- you're giving that person more time to go out and pick up new business. So that's, that's an indirect way that I look at it with my guys, like solve the problem of your client and whether your client's an end user or whether your client is a referral source, solve the problem for them so they can do more with their time and they'll always remember you. So that's, that's something that I think we do.
5: I think
4: they just want to trust you right? I mean, like, honestly, if you perform when they need it, they, they will throw work at you hand over fist, hand over fist. For those of y'all that don't know, I had a music career before this, and, uh, I wasn't the best singer. I was the best looking, right? But other than that, like, what else did I have? That's a joke, by the way. But, uh, but seriously, why? Because how did I get those gigs and, and when everybody else to get pitches? Because my booking agent trusted that we would do a good job, like even in the early days. And, and if they just trust you, they'll never, they, they won't leave you for the faster, shinier. They have no reason. They get nothing out of it. And and that's where you go back to even plumbers. Like they're, they're saying, well, you got to pay a plumber more that he is not going to ruin a relationship with a customer. He will, he will take less money or no money to know that someone's taking care of his customers on a regular basis. I promise you that. So Clark, I would say that's, that That is, like, the best marketing, as a matter of fact. Just build trust.
1: Well, Well, um, our business model that we're in, everybody knows that we're a, pl- a large plumbing company, and Blaine's on the call, Hill, and is in this. We're a plumbing company in HVAC and electrical and in restoration. So we actually treat, and I'm actually proud of this, and it, when it places that so we can, we treat calls – and, and, you know, new projects as service calls. So unless it's a blaring emergency, houses flooding over like crazy, then we obviously go straight there. But I'd say 70% of our uh, – we set appointments. And we've got slots open. We've got 8 to 12 and a 10 to 2 and a 12 to 4. And, you know, so it's, it's in that vein. So much like the dreaded direct TV is going to show up from between 10, 8 to 4. So. But the way we manage that all the way from the very beginning, from inception, is a tech is supposed to be at the front door at 8.05. Knock it on the door. Because that's when that customer, if you tell them 8 to 12 or even 8 to 10, they're expecting 8 o'clock. Well, if they're not, you need to call them ahead and say, listen, he's going back first thing this morning to a job that he was at all night. He's going to be there closer to – 9 30. You've just given that customer an extra hour to not look out the blinds waiting for you to show up to go do some hot yoga, go watch the show that they DVR'd last night or something like that. So you just bought your customer. So like Andy said, the one thing that they can't get back is time. Same thing if I'm supposed to be out there at noon and I'm still at a at a call and I'm gonna be at my current call until one o'clock. Tell that customer at 10 o'clock, call them up and say, I think we're actually going to be closer to one thirty or two. Does that work for you, or do we need to rearrange our appointment? No, that works great. I'll go back to the office and get something done, or I'll make a conference call. But if you don't, that customer is waiting for you. So that's in our industry, that's the biggest thing. We get the most the most feedback on our reviews about time. Is like you were courteous of my time and you respected it, and et cetera, et cetera.
0: Who's typing on the computer right now? I can't see them, but I can hear them. All right, good. Good move, whatever that was. So, Clark, I agree 100%. And what what actually is a mechanism to give them that time back? It's communication. It's incredible communication. If do you have a system that's able to A guarantee that your guy's going to be there at between an hour window and B communicate when things go wrong and don't go according to plan. So you can let your client determine the next, the next action that type of control over their own time. I mean, that's, I mean, when I, though, okay. Who's ever been on hold? Okay. Everybody. But the recent last couple years, you know that magical thing? Like if you would not like to ho- stay on hold, you can hold your spot in line and we will call you back. That's genius. Uh-huh. That's genius. So how can we emulate that in our, I mean, Clark sounds like you got a great system to do that. Um, but it's, it's, it's actually, it manifests, it, it, it pays dividends so much bigger than the cost of the system or whatever it does to implement it because you're buying a customer at that point because they all of a sudden have control over their time back. And that's the biggest value altogether. Clark, thanks for, thanks for adding that. It's, it's it's priceless what you do when you do something like that. Someone says something about, about, uh, um, sorry, agents. I I missed it. I had, I had world war three going on outside my door here. What, uh, Jared, do you have anything to add as far as saving saving time for agents or or what? Is, you have a process, right? A, a marketing to agents, so when you have a claim come in, it it kind of saves them uh, a trip out to to do underwriting. Explain explain that to me. I, I, I
2: don't. No, they, I mean agents agents hardly ever go out on a lost site. It's- but because now you give
0: ahead. them, you give an opportunity to put their eyes and ears on yeah. the job without being on a job. Tell me about that.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's anytime I mean, we, we've learned how to be the eyes and the ears of the adjuster. You know, we want to get along well with an adjuster. Do that with them. Right. Kenneth. Don't let him get surprised, you know, keep him in the loop. Right. Yeah. You know, that that's for sure. But when you translate a little bit further and you think about the agent and uh, you could be their eyes and ears as well, because there's stuff that, They've got going on in people's homes that they have no idea. Tons of agents today are buying out other agencies' books of business. So that means they've never met them. Best example I can give you true story, no kidding. One of the guys I was working with found in a customer's home a real life first edition hand signed Picasso painting that was water, you know, from a water damage, fell off the wall. Lady wasn't home. She wasn't there. She comes back. He's dealing with her. He sees, this, he sees this Picasso. He's talking to this innocent retired lady who's got this Picasso. She can't even remember how her and her husband had it. She forgot all about it. She never told the agent anything about this Picasso. He calls the agent. This
0: guy had no idea. He insured a house with a Picasso. Well, look, he had
2: no 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 clue. Guess guess what agent showed up on that job like instantaneously, right? I mean he couldn't get out there fast enough. And the good news was it was all handled properly. It was his eyes, ears, and his heart with his customer. So it's like, you know, he sees this customer. He he my guy is explaining to this agent, here's what's going on. He's like, Are you kidding me? I bought she was in a book of business. I bought she's got $2,500 worth of, you know, coverage, you know, for, for, you know, art stuff in her home. And uh, so the good news was the story ends quickly, but wait, that
0: might cover the frame. I think that would cover the frame.
2: No, it actually covered the art restoration for, (laughs) we went to a conservator for, you know, some a little bit of water damage on the bottom edge. It was all it was. So it was totally covered. And the agent ended up selling her a $1.2 million marine policy on that thing. You know, I mean, that's an extreme example, and nobody's going to find a Picasso, right? I mean, just don't don't go there. But how many times are you in somebody's home and they're holding a new baby? I've been there and done that. How many times have you been in a home and the customer's freaking out because she's he's remodeled their kitchen, right? And now it's all a mess, right? You've all seen those kind of jobs. And that agent has no clue. And the next thing you know, Is there policy coverage limits that are going on? And, you know, that friendly adjuster's got to deal with that now. So it's just thinking about stuff that you could help that agent with. And when you can do that for that agent, you're bringing relevant, real value to them. And they're not just a pay-per-click where you spent 75 bucks to get somebody to call you or whatever. You know, that's crazy. It's gone. Poof. You got to spend that every time over and mm-hmm, over. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it was oh shoot where'd he go oh, is he gone oh let him, he's gone all, all right I don't turn you, their video off There's yeah yeah one. no you uh, at? Shane, Shane 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 was talking about this you know but it's like if you if you can can give that agent some value like that uh, oh my gosh it's long term you can get agents sending you work for years and years and that pays long term and that's the kind of work you want because you want that agent committed to you and doing everything he she can to get work to you instead of going to their own tpa
0: right or their preferred vendor so that that information is like found money right i mean that's it's found time for that agent. agent they would have never made the time to go do that inspection but you did it for them. So you found the time. Finding the time for them is like finding money for them. Yeah. It's, found, it's like, so that's a great example of finding time, selling time. Mm-hmm. time rever, re, leveraging time to your client's advantage. Leveraging time for ROI. And Jerry is actually going to be presenting at the summit in May. And I'm really looking forward to you and Jordan coming down to, uh, to Nashville for that. So, um, and you're going to, re- you're going to expand on that five minutes you just had, but you're going to totally. be an hour worth of, yeah. okay, how do we market to agents better? Because that's a relationship that has been largely ignored yeah. or, or taken for granted, or yeah. I'm just going to drop some notepads on them or, or some flyers or some donuts yeah. or that that shit don't work. No. But if we provide value, real, real value, found time is found money it's right. perfect it's that's the way we're going to get more business yep. that's where we're going to win business away from the tpas
2: yep and the good news is so many of those big box guys that are out there are still doing that kind of donut stuff that's just junk do you think work. it
0: still works it doesn't work it still works let right. them spend the money yeah sure
2: yeah so it's it's better for you god speaking of um
0: Parker says 80% of my work comes from agents. Yes, they are because you may, you provide value. Plus you're a ginger. I mean, they, they can't resist the ginger coming in there. Their <laughs> telling them some stuff. No, it's, it's so that <laughs> shirt. It's that
5: shirt for sure. Can I, can I suggest a future topic?
0: Uh, yeah, you can.
5: Yeah. The hosting of continuing education classes and it's benefit for your, for your, uh, your company um that's a oh, program yeah. i implemented that about a year and a half ago at our company and we did we did really well with it so i think that kind of is a, a supplement to what you guys are talking about so
0: yeah and once again it's 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 about value of time and and how much how much value do you, do you give them for their time and they're going to have to spend the time in ce anyway so why don't you make it fun? Why don't you make it more educational than online CE? Make it, There's a million different ways to provide more value through CE and win over agents. So I agree 100%. But let's talk about that next week if if nothing else comes up. Just so you all know, hey, at the hey, end of Trey. the month, Clark, was that Clark?
1: Yeah, Trey, call, call me. Trey, when you're done, call me. I wanted to tell you what we used to do at CE classes, and we'll talk about it next week. Okay, so that'd be, be great.
0: great. I'm sure there's a hundred folks in here that I used to give CE classes. I'd give all day CE classes. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's lots of people that could give feedback on that. Uh, the early bird discount ends at the end of January for the restoration 2.018. See what I did there? 2.018. Yeah. hmm. A lot of wah, 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 mm-hmm. but I did it. I did it. I'm not ashamed. Early bird discount ends January 31st. So if you want to save a couple hundred bucks get yourself to Nashville for the summit this year um, where did I put the link? I don't have a web link yet but it's in the it's in the group so get on uh, Eventbrite buy your tickets uh, we've got six or seven tickets sold so far I'd love to get uh, as many folks as possible down there to Nashville Trey you need to need some love on that on that no yes dude you got to get down there bro we got to figure out how to get you there. If you're not there, I'm going to be just like sad and cry and stuff. And he's muted. So he's like saying stuff and I can't hear him anyway. End of the month is, uh, the end of the early bird discount. Otherwise you're going to pay, I think it's 550 bucks. Um, it's going to be, you know, I talk about, we're talking about ROI, right? You return for your time. You're, you there's it's going to be 100x ROI I guarantee it there's there's just so much good stuff that comes out of these summits uh anything uh, any, anything else to add oh there's Trey Trey's the Trey all right I'm going to be there I'm going to be there lock it in that's what I like to hear all right
5: that's what I like to hear good we we only got eight we only got eight tickets sold that that that's a blasphemy
0: well, I haven't done a good job of, of promoting it. Uh, there's all, always something else to do. i got to put it on the website and do all this jazz. But we do have an article coming out in R&R Magazine uh, that I think is going to go a long ways. And maybe we'll have our name changed by then. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So we're uh, we're five minutes over our hour. Anybody have any last words before we uh, hang up our hats? Bob is in. Yes, Bob is coming. And if you've never played poker against Babyface Bob Timmel. Um, <laughs> it's
5: an How many
0: days is it? It's just two days. Easy in and out. It's a Friday, Saturday. So you travel day Thursday, travel day Sunday, in and out. Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to figure out something to do on Friday night. We haven't figured that out yet. Uh, along that note, if y'all have uh, sponsors that may want to sponsor some stuff, get a booth, sponsor signs, whatever else, there's plenty of opportunity to do that. So put the word out that way to your contacts, folks that want to show up and, and represent uh, the rebel side. Uh, we're, we love uh, we love sponsors. That's what makes the world go round. Hey, Andy. Yes, sir. Um, I just want to
7: thank Shane in particular and uh, Clark for – their input. Uh, there's, there's a whole lot to the whole, to the, to the picture that we're, that we're trying to paint. Um, I'm one of the older guys in the, in the group. Um, but, as, when it comes to the education side of things, uh, we really, um, you know, there, there's a, there, there's a wealth of, of education or levels of, of, of knowledge. knowledge in this group. Um, you know, as, as old as I am, uh, I am, I am, astounded by the things that i'm learning from this group um so if we can continue to move forward in that regard uh how to better run a business um you know what are what are we missing um, those kinds of things i am all for that i think that the you know the the, the general education is really good i was great, really glad to see the um uh, the reading list come out and um, the, the conversations today were just as far as I'm concerned, were top notch.
0: So any anyway, rate, that's my two cents worth. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. And I'm, I'm sad you missed it when we were in Andy, town. Do Andy, you, you guys do
6: any um, peer financial groups uh, studies or where you sit down and sign a uh, confidentiality and, and really dig into each other's uh,
0: P&Ls and balance sheets? And... We have not got that deep yet. Okay. Uh, that being said, there is a, a portion of uh, everyone that signs up for the summit and comes to the summit is going to be put in a pod of five owners or operators or or people. That group of five is going to continue to interact. It's going to be mandated by a system we're going to put in place you're going to interact for the next six to 12 months as business owners, as operators. So you're going to come to the summit. You're going to learn some stuff. Uh, you're going to learn a lot, but then you're going to have the, the feedback and and accountability group to, to hold you accountable to implement those things in your own business for the next year. So that's, that's going to be the most powerful thing about about the summit this year is, is we're going to, we all know how summits and and, commit and conventions go, you go for a couple of days, you get all excited. You maybe get a little inebriated one or two nights uh, and then you go home and it goes away. And and that's not good. We don't want it to go away. We need this to continue. We need this to grow. We need this to mushroom. We need our influence to continue to grow and build as an industry. So um, I've, I've got World War Three going on here. So uh, I'm going to jump hey. off. Yeah, yeah, Clark. And, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit, actually just yeah. gonna hit Clark. You can take this over for the next couple minutes. I'm gonna go outside.
1: Okay, I just wanna answer whoever just I, I was I had the, the phone down. Who asked about the, the peer review?
5: Uh Dave Olson.
1: Hey Dave. Yeah, I uh I don't think we've done that as a group, of course, but i am not sanctioned as a group restoration. But I helped actually somebody this week do that. Someone called up and said, you know, listen, I hear y'all talking about your numbers, your numbers, your numbers. And, and I did, they, you know, they emailed me a NDA and, and I got no problem with that, but, and I'm by no means a financial genius, but I do know how to make restoration work. And this person did, you know, fire, smoke and water, or they did fire mold and water. And I gave them, I hope, and I'm, again, I gave them what I do to start identifying so they can figure out per trade what their margins are uh they weren't yeah. even into that part of their business really they just know that they had money coming in and going out and that they could afford to pay their bills and have a little bit of over but what i what i think we're going to try to do and it was we, we agreed to keep talking for three months is identify if you're not making your margins on fire first off let's try to fix that but if, if it's just not your thing then double down on the ones that you're making the most on. Put your advertising dollars, your marketing towards mold. Find some more, whatever's making you the most margins. But I uh, my first career, I didn't understand financial and business. And I took business classes, but not how to run a business class. So I again, this is another thing in this. It's not something I want to do for anybody really. It's 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 not my strength. But the way I run different nine different offices or whatnot, I have to know p and Ls like the back of my hand so i can know where i'm leaking but but anyway i, I just wanted to tell you i've done that one-on-one but it's not something i want to do anymore <laughs> it's not my it's not fun
6: yeah i think that's i think that's one of the things that that stops a lot of this the uh the guys from growing is is debt and then one is like you said it's very important to understand your centers of income and if they don't have a proper PL if they don't have it all categorized, right, expense, um, it's going to be very difficult um, for them to basically get to that next level.
4: So one of the things I'm going to do, uh, kind of as part of the little university group, I'm going to do, think of this kind of like like a book club or different courses, if you will. What I've learned is, I don't have a group that we've looked at what you're referring to, mostly because people say they want it and they don't. Cause I'll, I mean, hell, it's hard to get them to, they won't even make the call. I'll ask them questions and they don't have answers. So this is pretty much a all hat, no cattle business. So I'd be, it's just very hard to find people that are interested in it. What I would say is when you're talking to them about the different, but just conversationally, you'll be able to see if they're even interested in it. Um, I'd love to be able to do it long-term, but I, you, your company has to be so similar to that other company. The numbers don't even really match that much, right? It's going to be more philosophical of what do you do, why do you do it, and how do you do it, but that doesn't mean that what I do is going to make sense for you, even if we're remotely the same because our markets are so different. That's the biggest thing.
6: No, that's where you have to almost look at that percentage of uh, income, and, and I have found that over the years, guys understand what's in their account, uh, what they owe, and what's owed to them, and that's a lot of the way people run their businesses, and it just kills them. And,
4: Well, even beyond that, they still don't understand the risk, right? It's not even about what's in your receivables. And just because you're making it doesn't mean you're not barely skirting by, dude. You're like, you do all TPA work, or you've got more than 40% of your business coming from one referral source. I mean, so they're just, I've seen people are completely naive and blind to risk. And so even though they think they're a good source for advice, everybody else is looking at them like, look at these numbers. I'm like, dude, they're one phone call away from going away. So... You just, yeah. you got to be careful on who you get your advice from. Well,
0: and you, you got to understand what your numbers mean. And and I'm a big fan of of you know the American school of of thought, you know, you go to school and you get A B C's and D's. Well, the American thought process is well, I got to improve the C's and D's. I'm going to go look at the C's and D's and get those up to B's. Well, I don't I don't buy into that at all. You have A B C's and D's. Well, what are you getting A's at? That means that's what you do well and you double and triple down on that. But if you, if, if you can't tell if you're doing well in it, it means you're not measuring, you're not able to measure it, right? If you don't have, if you can't measure your return on any given task, then you need to measure the return on, on all your tasks. So you know what you're winning at. If you don't, if you don't know that, then, well, that's the first thing to understand to get a, get a grip on your business. And and that's what it means to be a good businessman is, is understand what, and I'm, I'm, I'm with Clark. I am the worst with numbers. Mm -hmm. I got, I like, I got like checks left. I'm like, Oh, does that mean there's money in there? No. But you know, I haven't balanced a checkbook for, I don't know. I don't ever. I, I'm just terrible with numbers, but I, I know what I'm passionate about and I can tell what turns, Mm -hmm. turns people on about what they're doing. So if you concentrate on that, if it's got a proven return, you're positive. You're getting, you're getting A's, you're getting A pluses in that division of your business. Then do that, and find somebody else to do the rest that you're getting C's and D's in. find Find somebody else to plug those holes. Does that make sense?
7: Yeah. What about uh, Johnny Boy? Uh, is he? Uh, is he uh, pretty good? I heard right. Jay Grubb?
0: Oh, oh John, he's a genius. Just yeah, certifi- I mean, Certifiable I mean, genius. Here's a guy that uh, he runs. He runs a website called United Restores because yeah. he's passionate, passionate about our industry. Yeah. But he was he he was kind of he was depressed. He was he was like, man, there's the, people just don't get it. They don't understand. And then I reached out to him one day, or he reached out to me, and we started. We started you guys talked. We started jamming and jamming, and we he, he got the fire back. He just he got it's like, oh, this is why I do what I do, I and mean, he's he's incredibly passionate. He does PPC, pay, paper yeah, click. Yeah. And oh, I was
7: talking to him, but yeah. right when he was about to get that building, and then I think he got super swamped or something. Yeah, but we were right there, and I had my paperwork all done. And I, I know, it's yeah, been hard
0: to get a hold of him. So. Paper click needs to be part of the mix. Mm-hmm. Digital advertising, social advertising needs to be part of the mix. I don't. I don't see anyone doing social correctly, and I'm, I'm four weeks away from just going. You know what? I'm going to start my own digital agency because I've been doing it for myself for so long. I know what works. I follow a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, and if you if you're interested in social media, you should follow Gary Vaynerchuk. He's he really a genius. But I don't see anyone doing social correctly in our industry now. Stellar e-marketing may be doing some of that, but really their SEO. So, I mean, when you're looking at marketing, you got to, you got in-person marketing. You've got agent marketing like Jerry. You've got pay-per-click, which is still a thing. You've got to put some money in pay-per-click. You've got, yeah. you got SEO. You've got to make sure your website converts. You've got to make sure that people are oh, going to go to your website and actually do the action that you want them to, you know, call, have the correct call to action. There's yeah. so many different things. So, uh, yeah, uh, Jonathan's going to be at the summit. Uh, Stellar eMarketing, I think, is going to sponsor in a major way. If y'all are watching right now, you're going to sponsor in a major way, by the way. <laughs> uh, and um, I think the missing the missing link in our industry is is social. Uh, I don't see anyone doing real social or video marketing uh, yeah. in a major way. And I might have to start it myself because yeah, that's what, I mean, speaking of A, B, C, and Ds, I am, I love doing video. I love doing social media marketing. So maybe that's what I should be doing instead of writing estimates all day. So, uh, all right. We're, we're way over time. Any last words? Hey, Brett, uh, by the way, thanks for answering asking that question in the chat and I hope I answered it just now. Yes, you did. You did. Great. Thank you.
1: Good. Uh, hey, class uh, thing. Andy, tell everybody yes, we're global now. We're part of Australian groups now. So we're, we're all over.
0: Dude, we, saw got, that. we got Liverpool and we got Australia and yes, Carl, when, when are we going to Australia? June. Fucking A. Yes, we are. You're gonna, uh, you hold me to it. I'll hold you to it. You know what? Yeah. Life is too short. Life is too short for the maybes. Life is too short for the, oh, I don't know if I can afford it. Life is too damn short. We could be dead tomorrow. So do what you do. Do what you want to do. Do what makes, builds you here. And you can't go wrong. You know, yeah. regret. And regret is the most painful thing to carry. Don't carry it. Just do it. Love y'all. We'll see you, you in the group this week. Thanks, Annie. See ya.